thank you all for joining us tonight as we uh, look to call upon the name of the Lord, to seek his face for all the needs that are before us. And if you will permit me, please let me allow, allow me to give a little special shout out to Emma, who decided that she'd rather watch us rather than go to sleep. This is one of those rare times where uh, parents will agree with that. That's okay. I want to talk to you tonight about something that has been resonating in my heart something that I understand many have been wondering regarding this pandemic. Is COVID-19 a judgment of God? That's the question. In other words, is God using COVID-19 to judge the world? And if so, then will it end? And if it will, when will it end? I want to take you to a very familiar passage of scripture to many of us where we tend to read one verse out of the text that I'm going to read, but it's important that we read the verses around that so that we can get it full context. So I'm going to read from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29 of the book of Jeremiah. I'm reading uh, from verses 10 to 14. Jeremiah 29, verse 10. This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. Here's the verse we love to quote. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and the future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. God's people, the nation of Israel, were taken captive to Babylon because of their disobedience. In other words, uh, God had judged his people because they continued to disobey God. The judgment that came upon them from God was that he allowed the Babylonian nation to, uh, an army to come into Jerusalem to uh, uh, capture them and then bring them back to Babylon. And so they're, they're in Babylon and we discover a few great things here that even though God is judging them, and rightly so, I want you to see something about the incredible mercy of God that's displayed here. 
Now, you may not initially think it's mercy, but listen, the first thing we find where God says in verse 10, when the 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. In other words, God's judgment now is the fact, he's telling his people, you're there because of my judgment. Because you disobeyed me, I brought you there to Babylon, but here's the mercy of God. It will not be forever that you're in Babylon. You will be there for 70 years. Now you may say, whoa, pastor, 70 years is a long time. Well, remember, I, I've often told you that in, in the Bible, especially a lot in the Old Testament, we see a lot of symbolisms. And the number 70 here represents completion, wholeness, or totality. So in other words, uh, in other words, like we find, if you look in the book of Exodus in chapter uh, 1, verse 5, you will find that it was 70 of the, the Jacob's family that went to Egypt. 70 of the family. In other words, the complete family of Jacob wound up in Egypt. We find that they were 70 elders. You find that in Exodus chapter 24. In other words, 70 is that number for completion or totality. And what God was telling his people here is that although I have judged you, I want you to know that the judgment will continue until it is completed. Now you say, how's that the mercy of God? Well, I love the fact that God is saying, although you have disobeyed me and I am judging you. My judgment is not forever. There's a beginning and there will be an end. Now, whether the pandemic that we are currently in is the judgment of God or not, it's important that we recognize something. If it is the judgment of God, only God knows its completion. In other words, uh, I, I thank God for the, the, the knowledge that he has given medical science and the, the, and the vaccines that they're developing and, and all that wonderful things and the medications. All of that is all of, uh, from God's mercy. But here's the thing that I believe God is communicating to me for all of us. Don't put your trust in medicine. Don't put your trust in that they're going to get all of this figured out. Listen, if God is the one that's orchestrating everything, then only God can put an end to it. But the, and the good news is, because he's a merciful God, it will not go on forever. I know right now, it, it, we're, we're now a year into this thing, and many are saying, oh, it feels like forever. But I thank God that it, there's a beginning to it, but there is also an end to it. I think that we've also learned this from this pandemic, this possible judgment from God. It reminds us of our frailty, how physically we are weaker than we care to acknowledge, you see. We've lost, in this country alone, 
over 400,000 people to this pandemic, to this virus, and so many more right now are currently in the hospital, which we're going to be praying for, and some that are, are sick at home and trying to recover at home. But certainly, I think we've all been reminded of just how frail our life really is. We've also been reminded of how easily and quickly our lifestyle can change. You see, although the, God was warning the people of God, you need to, we need to repent, otherwise my judgment will come. They kept living every single day like there was no problem, like it would never happen. And then all of a sudden, there it was, boom, it happened, and their life was forever changed, or at least for, for 70 years worth. Listen, right now, there are a lot of us that are living like, hey, this is no big deal. But the truth of the matter is, for countless thousands of us, our lives have been totally changed. Some of us have lost our jobs, businesses. Things have really radically been transformed all around us. And many are praying for things to get back to normal, but we don't know what that new normal will be. It is the mercy of God that it will not go on forever, but it will end only when God says it's complete. God further demonstrated his great mercy by letting them know that he still has a plan for their life. I want you to let that sink in for a moment. Even though they have messed up, and by messed up, I mean even though they have sinned to the measure that God felt it was time to bring this judgment upon their life, to to let them be taken captive once again to a far off land uh, where they did not know the language, they did not know the people nor the culture, and there they would have to resettle, if you will. And, And even though God did all that because they deserved it, yet God comes in through the prophet and tells them, I know the plans that I have for you. Brothers and sisters, I think you'll agree with me. We've all messed up. From time to time, we've disobeyed God. From time to time, we get stubborn and insist on going our own way. And even though God in his mercy warns us, even though God counsels us uh, either directly or through others that we need to change the course of our life, we insistently go our own way. And then we start reaping the consequences of that when God judges us. You want to use the word discipline? If that will make you happier, fine. God disciplines us, however you want to look at it. But then, because he's so rich in mercy, God doesn't give up on us. He still has a plan for our life. And God's plan for them was to prosper them, to give them hope, and to give them a future. God was telling this nation, you're going to be where you're at for a while until my judgment is complete. But I don't want you to be discouraged. I don't want you to give up. I want you to know that I haven't given up on you and I still have a plan for your life.
I am so, so grateful and humbled when I think about the times I have messed up royally. And God, though he has dealt with me, has never given up on me. And he will not give up on you. You feel... I'm at the end. There's no help for me. It's never going to get any better. Listen, God has a plan for your life. He has not given up on you. And his plan is to prosper you, to give you hope, and to give you a future. But now, what does that prosperity look like? What will that hope look like, that future What would it look like? Well, God was talking about three things here. Where he says in verse 12, then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. Listen, the first sign of God's prosperity, of the plan of God unfolding in your life and in my life that will lead us to prosper. Now listen, when I'm talking about prosperity, I'm not talking about getting materially rich in some one way or another. I'm talking about the prosperity of our soul, the spiritual prosperity that we all need. And when God comes to that place where he said, okay, now this judgment is complete. Here is what you're going to receive. You're going to receive an open heaven. Where now as the judgment comes to its close, there is going to be an open heaven. I think you'll agree with me that because of where we have been at for this past year, uh, most of us, if we're honest, have begun praying more than ever before. We have realized we are in a place where we desperately need God. But yet you may be saying, but we've been praying for a year. Why hasn't this pandemic lifted? Well, remember, God is saying it has to run its completion. But when it's complete, God is saying, you will call on me and I will listen. I believe that one of the things that's going to result from this pandemic when it comes to a close and the church begins to reunite, we're going to see the church crying out to God as never before, and we're going to receive answers because we're going to be having an open heaven. Would you say amen to that? The second thing I believe God's talking about when he's talking about prosperity, hope, and the future Verse 13, God says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Now, somebody said, well, isn't that prayer? No, the first one is prayer with the open heaven. This one is the experiencing of God's presence. You see, when you're in that place where God has judged, one of the things that you realize is you've lost the sense of God's presence. You're wondering where it is. You're not experiencing God the way you used to. And God is saying, in my great mercy, I will bring this judgment to a close. And when that transpires, not only will heaven be open to you, but here's the thing that I'm promising you. When you begin to seek me, when you are looking for my presence, you will find it. 
my heart's desire for all of us in the family of God is that we would experience the presence of God more than ever before. Now, I know that many of us are having fatigue, spiritual fatigue, if you will, because we're shut down, because you can't be in the house of the Lord together worshiping, there's a sense of loss. And that, that sense of loss continually has created the spiritual fatigue in all of our hearts. Well, we're desperate to get back there. I think, I believe with all my heart that when we get back together, we're going to find uh, that, man, this is what I've been missing. And I'm going to hold this in, in, in more dear to my heart than ever before. And there's going to be a greater pursuit of the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're going to receive that as a result. And then lastly, verse 14, where he says, I will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord. And will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. Not only are we going to have an open heaven where God is going to hear and answer his prayer. Then we're going to have the, the experience of his presence where we're part of our desire, a fresh and new, deeper desire will be to get into the very presence of the Lord, to experience his presence like never before. And that will happen. And then God is saying, I'm going to bring about restoration. That's the third point, restoration. Where God is saying, I'm going to bring you back to that place you were before. I brought the judgment into your life when you were in a right and good place. Have you ever been in that place where you realize that where you are at now is not where you used to be? And, in, in it's, and I say that in a negative sense, where you remember, I remember how I used to have so much joy in the Lord. I remember how I used to praise and worship God. I remember how I used to love to read my Bible. And, and as time has gone on, because of uh, the busyness of life and we got distracted and we went off in the wrong path, we've lost those things. And there are some of us that can think that, that we'll never get back there. We'll, we'll never recapture that. But God is saying, I am going to restore this. And in another place, he said, I'm going to give you back. I'm going to restore all the years that the locusts have eaten. Everything that's been taken away, I'm going to bring it back into, your, into you. This is what the Lord is talking. And remember, he's saying it to his people whom he has just judged. Now, whether this COVID-19 is the part of the judgment of God, I believe that even if it is, I'm so grateful for his mercy that there's going to be a beginning, but there's also going to be an end. That we need to pray and we will pray in a moment asking God 
for the grace that we need to patiently wait upon him, to trust in him. Because of his mercy, the Bible says we are not consumed. His mercies are new every single day. And his mercy will be extended to us. And that even when we messed up, and maybe that's where you're at tonight, where you're in that place, somehow, some way, you're watching uh, this uh, service and you, you're in that place where you know you're not in a right relationship with God right now. You've messed up. You've made some very poor choices that have brought you into that place where you feel like the children of Israel. You're exiled from God. You're far from God. You're far from his house. You're far from everything that you once knew, spiritually speaking. But the good news is because he loves you and is so rich in mercy, I want you to be encouraged tonight. God still has a plan for your life. And it's a plan to prosper you to give you hope and to give you a future. An open heaven to experience his presence like never before and to see the restoration that he will bring into your life, into your family. Blessed be the wonderful name of the Lord. Let you and I gather around the throne of grace now and cry out to God. Father, I thank you this afternoon, this evening for your word, Father. I thank you. I thank you. Whether COVID-19 is your judgment or not, God, uh, we, we recognize that when you do judge, God, your, your judgment is tempered by your mercy. Oh, God, thank you for that. And I thank you, God, that if this is part of your judgment, trying to get all of our attention so that we would recognize how how frail we truly are, so that we would remember, oh, God, how quickly our lifestyle can be altered and changed and the things that we grow so dependent on could be stripped from us, oh, God. And so I thank you that even if it is your judgment, it has a beginning but it also has an end. When it runs its completion, you will lift it from the face of this earth. And I thank you for that, Lord. I thank you for that, in that in your mercy, you never give up on us, even when you have to judge us or discipline us, whatever word we're more comfortable using, even when that happens, oh God, you do it because you love us, because you want us to to repent and to change the direction of our life, oh God. And I thank you that you do not give up on us, that you don't close the book on the plan that you have for our life to prosper us, to give us hope, and to give us a future. God, an open heaven. I pray, Father, even now that these days will be days of the the church corporately and individually seeking your face as never before, God. I pray, Father, that, that we would cry out to you, oh God, standing in the gap, asking you, oh God, to, to bring to completion, uh, as it were, this, this uh, judgment that's upon the face of this earth, oh God, to lift this thing up, oh God. I pray, Father, that we would be at that place where we recognize, oh God, that what we desperately need, more than the things that have been stripped away from us materially, what we all desperately need, 
is your presence in our life. And God, would we begin to seek your face now, even now, God, more than ever before. God, that we would experience such a profoundness of your presence, Lord, that we would grow to cherish that and nourish it, oh God. And I thank you for the hope that we have that the day will come where you will fully restore. You will bless your people, oh God, in ways that we cannot even imagine at this hour. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you in Jesus' name. And everyone said there, amen and amen. Come on, put your hands together. Bless the Lord for his word. Pastor Evelyn, would you please come? I'm going to ask Pastor Evelyn. She's going to come and uh, with a microphone. I want her to lift up her voice and pray. Uh, for those of you who may not know, uh, Pastor Evelyn is our children's pastor. She does a tremendous job right now. We're doing services for our children uh, online. So uh, parents, I want to encourage you. Make sure that you have your children tune into that so that they can be spiritually nourished at their level. That's so important. But I'm going to ask her right now to lift up her voice, and I want her to pray for our children. I know they're spiritually fatigued. I mean, if as adults, we're spiritually fatigued. Can you imagine our children? Uh, I know that it's difficult for them uh, to uh, learn and get their schooling uh, through Zoom for those who are doing it that way. Uh, So there's a lot of things that are going on. They don't understand exactly everything that's going on. Uh, So we want to just take this moment to agree with our pastor as she prays for children, that God would bless our children. Pastor Evelyn. Oh, dear Heavenly Father. Lord, we thank you so much for our children. Lord, we thank you for the joy that they bring into our lives. Lord, we thank you for the great blessing that they are, dear Jesus. Lord, yes, they are work. Lord, they try us, but Lord... They are a wonderful gift and a blessing. So, Lord, I pray that we may first and foremost thank you, Lord, that we may approach them, Lord, with the love and care that they need every day. So, Lord, I pray for each and every person, Lord, that is dealing with children, whether that be as a parent, as a student, as a pastor, however it may be, Lord, if we have the honor and the privilege to interact with children, Lord, I pray that you may fill us with your grace and your mercy. Lord, that we may speak tenderly to them, dear Jesus, at a time right now, Lord, where they are facing this pandemic, Lord, with so much uncertainty and fear. Lord, they cannot all understand what is happening. They cannot process it, Lord. If we as adults have difficulties with it, they do so much more. But Lord, we know, we know that you call the children to you, dear Jesus. Lord, we know that they are more sensitive to your voice, dear Jesus. And so, Lord, we pray, Lord, not only that we may speak to them, Lord, but that you may speak to them. Lord, we pray for a fresh anointing on the Holy Spirit where they are, dear Jesus. Call them toward you, dear Heavenly Father. Lord, I pray for the opportunity to speak life into them, dear Jesus. Lord, I pray that you may encourage 
each and every parent to make time to show them, Lord, that you are real. Lord, to read the word with them to worship with them, dear Jesus, to listen to them. Lord, we don't all have the answers, but you do, Lord. So you promise us that if we seek you, we will find you. So, Lord, I pray that as these families seek your word, as they seek you out in prayer, dear Jesus, as they worship you, Lord, that you will meet them where they are. Lord, I pray that you will fill each home with your presence, with your love, with your hope, that these children may realize that in the middle of the pandemic, the most real thing, the most valuable thing is that there is a loving God who is there for them, dear Jesus. Lord, I pray that through these children, Lord, that the families will grow closer to you. Lord, that every parent may see you through the eyes of their children. Lord, they openly accept you. Lord, I pray that you may speak life into these families, that you may fill them with hope from the Holy Spirit, that as they read your word, it will come to life. It will renew knew them physically, mentally, but above all else, spiritually. Lord, I pray that they may, Lord, be covered with your Holy Spirit, Lord, that every situation that they feel they just, they just can't, that they may learn to take it to you in prayer, Lord. When they are frustrated and can't put words to what they're feeling, Lord, may they just take that and cry at your feet, Lord. May they just say, Lord, I don't know, I don't understand, but you do, Lord, answer them. Lord, speak to them in their dreams, comfort them, dear Jesus, and Lord, encourage and empower each and every adult that has the privilege to give life to these children, to teach, to give them hope. Lord, I pray that you may encourage. Lord, I know that the parents are tired. Lord, we wear so many hats from teacher's aid to lunch ladies. Lord, everything that we have to do, Lord, Lord, help us to do it in love. Help us to do it in love as unto you. And when these children receive, Lord, this action in love, Lord, that may fill them with hope. Lord, I just pray that in every situation you be present. And Lord, through this pandemic, through this hopeless time, we may realize that we are not a people who are hopeless, Lord, because we can put our trust and our faith in you. You are the miracle worker. Lord, I pray for every family that needs a miracle right now. Lord, I pray for every child that is struggling. Lord, I pray for every family that is struggling to put a meal on the table, that is struggling with their health, that is struggling with their finances. Lord, Lord, you are the God that makes a way. So Lord, I pray that you may make a way that these children may look back years from now and see how you moved in their lives, Lord, that all of this, Lord, will bear fruit in the future, dear Jesus. Lord, I pray that we may continue to plant these seeds in these children, Lord, because that is labor that is never lost. Lord, I pray for them. And I thank you, Lord, for what you will do with this generation in the years to come. Lord, I pray and I receive the blessings that you have for these children, Lord, because even as children, they have a purpose. Lord, and you can begin to work in their lives now and throughout their entire lives. So, Lord, I thank you for what you will do in and through them for your glory and for their good. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Evelyn. So appreciate you being here tonight to help us to pray. Um, I want to pray in a moment. Pastor Tom, he's going to come up and and, uh, lead us to the throne of grace. Specifically for finances. Many of you have lost your jobs. 
Some of your hours have been cut back. Things have become financially difficult. Uh, I want I want to ask him to pray for God to to bless you financially to open that door of work right now. I believe God can do that. I believe, I, I'm foolish enough to believe that although the numbers are telling you there's no jobs out there available, I believe we serve a God that can open a door that's right now shut. So Pastor Tom is going to do that, and he's also going to pray for us. Uh, as you know, the government allowed uh, small businesses, which we are considered a small business, uh, to apply for a loan from the government to help us through the difficult times. And if we met a certain criteria of qualification, we could then submit for that loan to be forgiven or turned into a grant. Uh, We have submitted that application. It is in the hands of the Small Business Administration, form of the government, and we're just waiting to hear from them uh, that we have been uh, given that Grant. So I'm going to ask him to incorporate all of that in that his prayer for God to bless us financially. Pastor Tom, let's agree with him as he prays. Lord, we thank you so much, God. Lord, that you've never ceased to be the God who provides. Lord, even though we whether it's us personally or someone we know, God, has gone through a difficult time financially, Lord. Perhaps, Lord, they gave up last year for some reason. They've been discouraged, God. Maybe even yesterday they just got so discouraged, Lord. But, Father, we pray, Lord, that you would open up the doors, God. Lord, that they would find, Lord, each one, God, that's in a a tough spot right now, Lord, would see finance come, even from unexpected sources, God. Lord, for we know, Lord, that you can speak a word, God, and things will come to pass. So, Lord, we thank you, God, that, Lord, you are going to make a way for each one, God, that needs your help right now, God. Father, we pray, Lord, that in days to come, Lord, we will see your hand at work. Lord, we will see the windows of heaven opened once again, God. Yes. And Lord, that out of your heavenly stores, out of your heavenly treasures, Lord, you will send, God, what each person needs at this time, Lord. In this day and hour, God, Lord, We look not to uncertainty, but we look into your certainty, O God. Lord, we don't look, Lord, to the hand of man or to the hand of the government, as wonderful as those areas of relief might be, God. We know, Lord, that it's because, God, you have determined, Lord. You have determined, God, Lord, even before we were here, God, you've determined, Lord, to be our provider. And God, your promise has not changed, Lord. Your ability, God, to make a way, Lord, in the middle of difficult times, Lord, has not changed, O God. Lord, people throughout the centuries have found you to be a faithful and truthful God. A God, Lord, who does not forget his people, Lord. So God, we thank you tonight, Lord, that you are going to make a way for each one, Lord. God, that has 
Lord, perhaps lost a job, God. Lord, perhaps has found bills difficult to pay. Lord, has found expenses that can no longer be met. God, we pray that you will reverse all of those circumstances, God. Yes, Father. And that, Lord, they will find, Lord, reason for hope. Reason, oh God, to lift their hands in praise and worship for what you have done, God. So we thank you now tonight, Lord, that you are going to do something, Lord, above and beyond, Lord, what we can ask or think. Lord, for you are a marvelous God, and so we give you praise for that tonight, God. So make that way, God, we pray, Lord, and may we see it come to pass. May we be able to give you praise and honor and glory for the wonderful things that you've done, Lord. We praise you so much for that, God. Lord, as a church, we thank you, God. Lord, that you were able to make a way for us, God, through the, the tough times, oh God. Lord, by making funding available, God, that, Lord, previously we would not have been able to receive, Lord. But you made a way for us, oh God. And, Lord, as, as uh, all of the documents, Lord, all of the things, Lord, that, that we were required to do have been submitted now, Lord, for a forgiveness decision, Lord. We thank you, God, that in days to come, we're going to hear back, Lord, that everything is in order, God, and that, Lord, the decision has been rendered, Lord, in our behalf, Lord. And so now, Lord, that those funds that that helped us through our difficult times, Lord, will be completely forgiven, Lord. Lord. And we thank you for that, Lord. For, God, you are able, Lord, whether it's for us personally or for us as a church body, Lord, you are able, O oh God, yes, Lord. to make all the difference that we need, Lord. And we praise you so much for that tonight, God. Thank you, Lord, yes, for Lord. all that you've done, God. In yes, Jesus' name, amen. 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 Lastly, I just, I do want to pray for all those that are right now battling this virus, sick in their body. Some are in the hospital. Some of our loved ones are at home uh, just going through that process. I want to pray for God to touch them. But I don't want to just limit it to those who are afflicted with the virus. There's so many other illnesses that are amplified during this pandemic. So we want to go to the throne of grace, to the God that heals. Father, we come before you lifting up all those that are right now being afflicted with some illness of one form or another, whether it's the COVID virus, oh God, or whether it's diabetes or high blood pressure, oh God, or a heart condition, oh God, you know every single loved one of ours that right now is battling, struggling. Some are in the hospital, oh God, quite sick, oh God. Some are in nursing homes, oh God. Some are are dealing with their affliction in their home, oh God. So we lift them all before the throne of grace and we thank you tonight that you are the God that heals. We thank you that you still heal today. In the year 2021, you still release healing power from your throne of grace. And so we thank you tonight as we lift them up before your throne of grace. We trust in you. We believe in your holy power, oh God. And we cry out asking you to release a miracle tonight. 
healing power in the name of Jesus Christ. Glorify your name, Father, we ask. All these things tonight, and we bless you for them. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. Thank you for being with us tonight, hearing God's word and lifting up your hearts with us to the throne of grace. Let's continue to believe God for the great things that are before us because he's a great God. We'll see you on Sunday, and until then, stay safe. God bless.